All right, and we're back, sports fans. Welcome back to Unfiltered, newest sportscast with unfiltered and unbiased takes. Thank you all for spending some of your time with me again here today. I'm Rob Bryce, and here we go. Got another fun one here for you guys today. Gonna get into fantasy football. We're back. We are back. We got leagues starting this week. I have one of mine I've been in for quite some time now, going back to my college days. Man, what are we going on, like year eight, year nine? The League of Pin, uh, Pigskin Gentlemen, ran by my friend Casey Jones. Man, I can't wait. A lot of people are starting their leagues here this week and next. It's a big time for fantasy football. We're going into the last couple of weeks of preseason. Uh, we're only three weeks away from Sunday Night Football. Man, I can't wait. We're less than three weeks away from the first game of the year with the Chiefs and the Lions. Man, that's going to be fun. Lions, upset alert. Watch that. Watch that happen. Chiefs throw on upset alert. Lions might take them. Maybe we'll have that in Rob's debatable facts at the end of the show. We'll see. But going into the show here today, guys, I always love to start with uh, where Rob was wrong. I'm sure some of you like this, too. You guys like to tell me when I'm wrong, which is awesome. It means you all are listening, which is pretty cool. Uh, so two, I think I only had two last week. Pretty good. Not too bad for me. Uh, the Jets D-line coach. Oh, I said he was the D-line coach. He's actually the defensive coordinator. Jeff Ulbrich, um, definitely messed that one up. He is the defensive coordinator, not just the D-line coach. I mean, that guy is awesome, man. He's, he's intense. He's a high, high energy guy. Love to watch him. I'm excited to keep seeing more of him in hard knocks. But, uh, Mr. Ian Mueller, Commissioner Ian Mueller, I would like to issue an apology to you, my friend. I'm looking into the camera if you're watching on YouTube, brother. I went at you, man. I did. I don't know why. I just had like a couple moments of hate come over me for a minute, man. And I just wanted to hate on you. It was kind of fun, to be honest. But I apologize, my friend. You are one of the best commissioners in fantasy football, man. We need to get you a trophy or a belt to walk around so that people know. Ian Mueller, he is the commissioner of Brokers and Boobs, another league I'm going to win this year. That'll be fun, man. Appreciate you calling me out on Jeff Ulbrich and calling me out for calling you out. Appreciate you, bro. Hope you're doing all right. So going into my topics here today, guys, I got a few for you. I'm going to go into early round targets. I'm going to talk about some rookies and second year breakout guys. Go into some league winners who I think are guys who are going later in the draft who I feel if you get. It's really hit or miss, probably less than a 50-50, but it's more like a shot in the dark. But if you get lucky and you get them. And you might win the league. That's kind of what fantasy football is. It's a lot of luck. It's a lot of skill. Uh, but I'm leaning mostly towards luck. And that's why I did not win last season. I actually, for the first time in my life, got last place in Mr. Ian Mueller's league. That was miserable. I went from first place to last place. I don't know if that's happened before to anyone else, but it has, man. It's absolutely brutal. I had to run a beer mile. Uh, for you, those of you that don't know what that is. Essentially, you chug a beer every quarter mile and you run a mile. So four beers in a mile. I thought it was going to be a lot more difficult than it was. I guess I'm kind of like a low-key degenerate. I honestly felt kind of good after it. It was really weird. But I had the guys rolling, it sounded like, for a little bit when I sent that video. Uh, it took me quite some time. hope you all enjoyed it. But here we go. Early round target, guys. So I got... Basically, the first four to five rounds is what I'm looking at here. I'm going to go into running backs, receivers, and quarterbacks. Starting with the running backs because they get no love. First round, I think a guy who people are sleeping on, even though they're not sleeping on it because he's the first round, right? But Bijan Robinson, the guy from Texas, Atlanta's running back. Uh, he's the highest ranked running back to come out since Saquon Barkley. 
I think this guy's just going to be a monster, man. I think he's going to have a monster, monster rookie season. This kid was a freak at Texas. He's quick. He can cut. He can catch. He can block. I mean, the dude does everything. We finally got to see him the other night. His first run, uh, I think it went for almost like 20 yards. But, man, his vision, the way he made a couple cuts to hit the hole and then make that guy. I mean, that guy had no chance to safety. Whoever that was coming down, dude had no chance to tackle him. Went right by him, got to the next guy. One-on-one, I don't think a lot of people are going to tackle this dude. He's going to make people miss, and he made it look easy. Like, you're watching the highlight. Oh, yeah, like, look at that giant hole he ran through. Like, no, like, he moved at least two or three times before he got into that hole, and it was just a great run, man. I think this kid's going to be sick. He's going towards, like, the end of the first round. To be honest, I don't think it's crazy to take him as the first running back off the board. I don't think it's crazy to take him in the top three picks. Seems like a lot of people are taking Justin Jefferson, which I don't think you can go wrong. I mean, that dude is awesome, especially if you're in a PPR league, which for those who if you don't know what that is, PPR is points per reception. So every time you catch the ball, you get a point, um, which is awesome. Definitely makes up for a lot of empty yards, empty calories, whatever you want to call it. I love PPR. If you guys play standard, you're, you're crazy. You got to go to PPR. But this dude. PPR, B. John Robinson, he's going to have a lot of catches too, man. This kid's going to be good. I wouldn't be shocked if he's the number one overall running back of the year, and you could probably get him towards the end of the first round. I think that's a great, great pick. Uh, going into the second round, we'll go into my homer pick, guys, because I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. If you guys don't know me, huge Cowboys fan. Tony Pollard. I think Tony Pollard also has a chance to be top five, if not top three running back this year. Last year, he was splitting carries with Zeke. Anyone who watched Cowboys games, uh, Pollard was not the main guy, but he was the main guy, if that makes any sense. This dude, every time he touches the ball, is just electric. He had over 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns, almost had 40 catches, and he was pretty much you know, almost 50-50 with Zeke. Now that Zeke's gone, Zeke's gone, and with the Patriots, it hurts. It hurts to say it, but Tony Pollard's going to be the guy even more so Yes, he broke his leg last season in the playoffs. Uh, wasn't a dirty tackle by the Niners, but definitely a tackle it seems like the NFL is trying to get rid of. Uh, I think they put a couple more rules in place to try to do that. The way he tackled him and fell you know, with all his body weight on his back of his leg. Definitely, st- uh, definitely stunk when he got hurt in that game, but he's already back. He's already healthy again, which is great to see. He's going to be a stud, so you can get him. I mean, he seems to be going towards the end of the second round, middle of the second round. And again, he's, you know, seventh, eighth running back off the board. I think that he has a chance to be top three. So you got Bijan Robinson, I think, has a chance to be one. And then you got Tony Pollard has a chance to be top three. And then going to my third and fourth round guys here, I've got Brees Hall and Miles Sanders. Brees Hall is a running back for the Jets. Um, He is coming off an ACL injury. Yeah, it looks like he's going to be healthy. He's back. Yeah, I know they just signed Dalvin Cook, which is awesome to see another running back sign. You had Dalvin Cook sign. You had Zeke sign. These guys are starting to get signed up here, so that's pretty cool to see, even though it's not as high as you would hope money-wise, but, you know, whatever. One problem at a time, one day at a time, right? Uh, but Brees Hall, I mean, this kid was a stud last year before he got hurt. If anyone watched the Jets last year, which I know was unbearable at times because they had some bad quarterback play, but... This kid was really, really good. I mean, he was averaging almost six yards a carry, I think it was, 5.79. That's nuts. That's absolutely bonkers. Anything over four is great. I mean, this dude's almost at six. That's insane. Um, yeah, not a huge sample size, but he was he was pacing to be a stud his rookie year. 
I think it's going to be even better now that they've got Rodgers. They can't just key on the running back now. Otherwise, Rodgers is just going to rip you apart. Yeah, the Jets have a little bit of O-line problems. He's going to share some carries with Dalvin Cook. But that's why he's falling to the end of the third, almost the fourth. So I think that's a great pick. I don't think, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be the number one, number two, or number three back. But I think that's a solid, solid pick. Brees Hall, he's fallen a little bit because of those things. Whoever he falls to, scoop him up, man. I think that's going to be a solid pickup this year. He's going to be really, really good. Excited to watch the Jets, man. I might as well, you know, get a Jets jersey or something, man. Right, Ian? I know you say I'm bad luck, so maybe I'll come and ruin your season, bro. I'm going to buy a Brees Hall jersey, man. Going into the fourth round. Miles Sanders. This is someone not a lot of people talk about. Um, he's kind of been in the league for four or five years. He's been with Philly. Uh, he's just a solid guy, man. He's not great. He's not bad. He's right there in the middle. He's just a solid dude. And he's going towards the fourth, almost the fifth. He's back with his coach again now. So this is something I don't think a lot of people know. I didn't know until, honestly, I clicked on his Fantasy Pros profile here. Uh, Deuce Staley was his running back uh, coach. Frank Wright was his other coach, his head coach, uh, when he was a rookie, when he first came into the league. And that was his best season. They were throwing him the ball. It looks like he had 60 catches that year. Um, And he's quick, man. He's good. This dude's a really good player. I think he's going to be a solid pick towards the end of the fourth into the fifth. He's back with these coaches again that are going to utilize his skill set. I think, I think that's really the thing with some of these players. When you guys are looking to draft someone, you got to see if they're utilizing their skill set right. You got to see if they're in the right scheme, if it's the right fit for them. Because um, sometimes you got a good player and they're just unfortunately on a bad team that's not really the best fit for them. Uh, I'm interested to see how he does in Carolina. I think that's a lot of the reason he is falling. I don't know how great of a fit Carolina truly is for him. Carolina is not really a great team. We'll see how Bryce Young does. We'll see if any of the receivers step up because they might just be keying on Miles Sanders. So with all that being said, sure, you know, the odds might be stacked against him in that sense. But again, this is a guy that's going late. It's not like you're taking him first or second round. This is a dude that's going late into the fourth, almost the fifth. So I think that's another solid, solid pickup for a running back. So you got Bijan in the first, Tony Pollard in the second, Brees Hall in the third. Miles Sanders in the fourth or the fifth. I think those are some running backs you guys can target early. It's all going to depend where you're drafting to. So that's where the skill set kind of comes into the draft. Uh, You can't always reach for a guy you want. Sometimes you got to take a guy that's just at the top of the board that makes sense. So depending where you are, man, one of those guys follow you in one of those rounds. I think those are going to be some solid picks. Um, going to the wide receivers. Uh, these are my favorite. I love wide receivers, man. I can't help myself sometimes in fantasy. I just always want to take a receiver. Almost every round I want a receiver. Um, so my guys here, I got second, third, and fourth round. So going for the second, first guy, I would love to target whoever is in like the middle of the second round, man, Garrett Wilson. He's going to be a stud, bro. He's going to be an absolute stud. Last year, he had almost 150 targets as a rookie. I wish I had a stat guy. If anyone's out there, man, I really need a stat guy. Some ESPN dude, he knows all the back-end stuff. I need you. Guy or girl, like, help me out with these stats, guys. It'd be pretty sweet. 147 targets as a rookie. That's got to be up there as one of the most of of all time. Got to be at least top 10. That's a ton of targets for a rookie receiver coming in. Um, 83 catches, 1,103 yards, four touchdowns. So there's room for growth there, in my opinion, on the touchdown side. And then on the efficiency side, so 147 targets, 83 catches. There's quite a bit of, you know, missed opportunities there. And now that you've got Aaron Rodgers versus the guys that they had last year, 
there's not going to be as many missed opportunities this year. If Garrett Wilson is open, he's getting that freaking ball. Rodgers is going to freaking hit him on a dime, on a penny. Whatever is the smallest penny, dime. I don't know. I like on a dime. I guess that's how they always say it too. Trent Dilfer's dimes. So Rodgers is going to hit this guy. This guy's going to have great, great season, man. I could see him over 100 catches, all around 1,400 yards. And he's a tall guy. So, I mean, four touchdowns, that's not really a lot. I think if you can get this guy closer to 8 to 10, I mean, then you're talking about he's top five receiver in fantasy. It's really the touchdowns, man. That's kind of what makes or breaks some of these guys' season. If you get kind of lucky, that's where the luck comes in. And you get a guy that's got all the touchdowns, that's where the points come in. I think that um, Garrett Wilson could make a jump there from four touchdowns. I think he kind of shoots up maybe closer to 10. I'm going to go 10. Going into the third round, I've got a few. So guys that want to wait on receivers, which usually is not me. I don't know if that's a bad strategy. I don't think it's a bad strategy this year because I've got a lot of guys here in the third that I think can be really good this year. You've got Chris Olave from the Saints. You've got Devonta Smith from the Eagles, Calvin Ridley on the Jags, and then DK Metcalf in Seattle. So there's a reason, you know, all these guys are going in the third or fourth round, right? There's a reason they're getting drafted, um, behind some other guys but again that's kind of where you get the value if anyone's you know been listening to my podcast i talk about your value a lot the value is really really key and that's where you don't always want to reach for a guy sometimes you just got to take the guy that's sliding down the board for whatever reason and scoop him up or if he's at the top of your board you got to take him sometimes you just got to do it and then just hope for the best because at the end of the day it's random you know it's fantasy football that's why it's fun like you really don't know there's a different top guy every year like the top running backs last year won't be the same guys this year same with the receivers quarterbacks most likely um you know the top five guys will probably be a little more similar quarterbacks are kind of a different breed but these other guys man like it's uh it's fun it's kind of random it's kind of luck it's why we like it's why we play the game man it's why we play it chris olave on the saints um you've got Derek Carr now I think Derek Carr is going to be really good for Chris Olave this dude is is really quick slot guy he can also play outside though um he had a really good rookie season I think that Chris Olave is going to really step up this year um and he'll solidify himself as one of the better guys that got drafted last year he's going into his second year from the Ohio State Devonta Smith Let's pull up his stats here real quick because this guy is super underrated, man. I don't know how he is, but he is. He was the first wide receiver to win the Heisman. So, I mean, that right there tells you this dude is a freak. This dude's a stud. So for people that don't know what the Heisman is, that's the trophy for college football that goes to the best college football player of, of that season. It's voted on. Usually it comes down to three guys. They do a little show with it. They hand them the awesome freaking trophy that, you know, every kid dreams of growing up. It's either that trophy or the Super Bowl trophy if you're in football. Um, and he was the first receiver to get it. Usually it's not a receiver. It's almost always a quarterback, sometimes a running back, um, but almost never a receiver until you're Devonta Smith. He was the first one. So this dude is good, man. Yeah, he's, he's a skinny kid. I think that's why a lot of people don't really give him the credit he deserves but his first year of rookie, I mean, he almost had 1,000 yards. He had 64 for 916, five touchdowns. And then last year, he, he took off. He went to another level, 95 catches, almost 1,200 yards, seven touchdowns. Um, the game is probably slowing down for him. I'm sure it is. Um, these people, a lot of people, man, they expect you to come in as a rookie and just light it up. 
And it's just not always the case, man. It's not always the case. A lot of times with receivers, you're looking for that second year and that third year. That's when these guys take off. So there's a lot of guys, if you're trying to get the next good young receiver or the next good young running back, a lot of the times you're looking at that second and third year, especially with the receivers. So Smith is going into his third year. Olave is going into his second. That's where you want to see the jump. If there's no jump and you're a fan, you can kind of be like, okay, well, maybe this isn't the dude. Maybe this isn't the guy we thought he was going to be. Um, but Devonta Smith, I think, is even going to take another step. Now, 95 and 1,200 yards, that, that's a lot. I'm not saying he's going to put up you know, 120 catches, 1,500 yards, 10 touchdowns. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think he has a very similar year to last year, but that was great. I mean, he was a top, I think he was top 10 fantasy receiver last year. He was really, really good. I know that there's like this stigma that T. Higgins, or at least it seems like that T. Higgins is the best number two receiver in the NFL. A lot of people always talk about T. Higgins. Doesn't seem like Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddle get as much love. And to be honest, I think Higgins is the third best, second best receiver or number two receiver in the NFL. I think I'm going to put Devonta Smith one. Jalen Waddle, I think, is very, very close right behind him. You can even go like 1A with them. And then I'm putting T. Higgins after that. I just think Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle, they bring something to the table that, that T. Higgins doesn't. T. Higgins is a very, very solid player. But Smith, he's different, man. He's good. He's really good. And then you got Waddle. He's just, I mean, that guy's fast, man. <laughs> Beyond fast. I don't know what the word is, but he's not Tyreek Hill fast. But that offense in Miami is going to be fun to watch, man. Casey Jones calling you out, man. It's going to be a fun year to watch Miami football, bro. I cannot wait for the season. So going into some of these other guys, Calvin Ridley and DK Metcalf. Calvin Ridley, uh, if anyone remembers him from Atlanta, well, you should. He was great in Atlanta. He was just starting to take off. Uh, he was playing with Julio, and this kid looked almost as good, if not better. I mean, this kid was really good. He cuts on a dime. He catches everything. He's shifty. He's going to be great. He's going to be great for the Jacks. I think he is very underrated. I think going into next season, you won't see him falling to the third or the fourth round. He'll be one of those guys taken in the probably the second. I don't think he goes up to the first, but he'll definitely shoot up next year. This kid is good, and he's going to remind everybody just how good he was. It looks like he's doing good in camp, um, which you know I think that's expected. Uh, it's not like he's been away from the game that long. It's been a year. Uh, he got caught for gambling. I don't know the whole story behind it. As far as what he was gambling on, but he did get caught by the NFL. They suspended him. That's why he hasn't played in a little bit. The Jags took a quote unquote risk and traded for him. I think it's going to pay off huge dividends. I think that Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley are going to be really, really fun to watch this year together. And then DK Metcalf is a guy that's fallen, but it's a dude that's just solid every year. Dude's a freak, first of all. I mean, you guys see pictures of this guy in the gym, like, I mean, his biceps are like the size of this table. I mean, he's a freak, man. His biceps are bigger than my head. He's a freak. He's quick. He's big. He catches. He, he can go up and catch over people. Um, he runs by people. I mean, the dude is just a stud. And he's falling a little bit because he's got Geno Smith as a quarterback. You've got uh, Tyler Lockett. And now you've got Jackson Smith Ninjigba. I totally butchered his name last time. Hopefully, I won't do that because I'm going to talk about him later again. So you've got three good receivers. Uh, you got two good running backs too. So they drafted a guy, Charbonnet, and they uh, have Ken Walker, Kenneth Walker. And then I guess people just don't want to give Geno Smith love. So, you know, we've got a lot of options on that team as far as guys to get the ball to. And then sure, you know, Geno Smith isn't Pat Mahomes. He's not 
Aaron Rodgers. He's not, you know, some of these top guys in the league, but very, very solid, more than capable. And DK Metcalf was a top 15 guy last year. So to get him towards the end of the third, if he falls into the fourth, by all means, jump all over that, man. Because I still think he's going to be great. Yes, the rookie receiver from Ohio State is going to be really good, too. But I don't know if he jumps over Metcalf like that. Some people are saying by the end of the year, he might have the most targets more than Metcalf. We'll see. Maybe more than Lockett. Lockett's starting to get up there in age. Um, I don't think he jumps over DK. I think DK is going to be a a solid steal for someone in that later third round because that kid's really good, man. You put him as the number one receiver on like the Jets. You're, I mean, you're talking about a freaking great, great season. You put him as a number one on, on any team with a good quarterback, and that narrative really changes. So the narrative with that one, man, I love it. I love if someone like DK falls to me just because he's got Geno and these other guys. Like, sure, that's okay. I'll take that all day. And then going into the fourth round, a couple of young guys. I got Drake London and Jerry Judy. So Drake London from Atlanta and then Jerry Judy on Denver. Those guys, I think, um, are kind of falling under the radar as far as Jerry Judy. He's going into, what is it, his third year now? And when he was coming out of Alabama, I mean, this guy, this guy was really, really good. He's going into his fourth year. And I think people are kind of just tired of waiting on him at this point. Uh, but he's still really young. He's only 24. So he's still really young. You've got Sean Payton there now. You've got Russell Wilson, who, you know, was he had a Hall of Fame career. He, he's gonna he's gonna go to the Hall of Fame. I don't care how bad he's been these last few years. The dude has Super Bowl rings. He's gonna go back. He's gonna go into the Hall of Fame. And he was trending up, 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 up in these last two years, very much down. But now they've got Sean Payton there. I think they're gonna figure it out. There's been some rumblings, if you will, that Cortland Sutton might be traded out of there midseason. So if that happens, and Jerry is the undisputed number one guy, then he looks much, much better. And if that would have happened right now, Jerry Judy would be shooting up the board. If if Cortland Sutton was to be traded today, Jerry Judy would shoot up the board. So I think that could be another situation where he falls to you for X reasons. You take advantage of it. I think Jerry Judy's going to have a good season. He had almost 1,000 yards last year, almost 70 catches. I mean, and this dude, I mean, he just runs great routes. He probably runs one of the better routes in the NFL. If you just watch his craft, man, and how he gets open, the dude is just always open. His first three steps off the line are freaking crazy. Really, really good guy. Um, And I think he's going to have a great year. And he's kind of almost just getting into his prime. Again, he's only 24. Yeah, it's his fourth year. He's got a lot under his belt as far as experience in those first three years. So I think that this kid finally hits his potential that people were waiting on when he came out of Alabama. Alabama, baby. I think he's going to do it, Bama fans. Finally, you guys will have another good receiver, and you guys can talk about how you're so great. But we'll see what happens. And then going to my other guy, Drake London from USC. Uh, He does not get much love at all. And I was actually just watching his highlights on YouTube before I started in here, man. This kid, this kid is good. And he's super young, too. He's only 22 Dude's 6'3", looks really more like 6'4", and he runs well for a 6'4 guy. Um, I think he has a great season. So he is with Atlanta. He did not have a great quarterback last year. We'll see how well Ritter does this year. But again, there's a reason he's falling, right? There's a reason he's falling in the draft. you got someone like Ritter who we don't really know about. Atlanta's really not that great. But the dude had almost 120 targets last year, 72 catches, almost 900 yards, and only four touchdowns. 
being six four, I think that number is going to skyrocket. I think he's going to have ten for sure. You got to get this um, this guy the ball in the red zone. Just throw it up to him. Figure out a play. I mean, you throw it up to him. You can pretend on the fade and come in on a slant. I mean, you can do whatever you want with this guy because he runs great routes. He's quick too. He's not like he's slow for being six four and almost two twenty. There's a lot of ways you can get him the ball. You got to just scheme him the ball in the red zone. And he's a big dude, man. He's going to go get it. He's going to go get it over all these corners. There's not really a lot of big corners in the league because they don't want you. I mean, when you're that big, you don't run as well. In a corner, you got to be quick. You got to be twitchy. I mean, this guy is probably bigger than every corner in, in the NFL. So he can bully them. He can box them out like basketball terms and go get the ball. I think he's going to have a great season, man. I think he's going to be a steal there in the fourth for sure. Um, Drake London, Jerry Judy, I don't think you can go wrong either way with those guys. Um, I won't tell you guys who I would take because I don't want any of you guys stealing my players, man. Tell you what, I'm winning both of these leagues. Cannot wait to take you guys' money. I definitely can't get last again. That was not good. Going into the quarterbacks, guys. So this is going into my last segment here in the early rounds, and then we'll start talking about some breakout guys, um, rookie and second-year dudes. So quarterbacks... Um, this is where it's kind of fun. This is where it's kind of fun to talk about because there's so many different strategies with the quarterbacks. Some people want to take them early. Some people won't take them until one of the last rounds. Some people wait till the middle. And typically, you still get a solid quarterback wherever you are. But sure, it's not Patrick Mahomes if you're waiting until the fifth, sixth round to take a quarterback or even later. But you fill out the rest of your team. And it's all about that strategy, right? And a lot of it depends where you draft. But some guys this year that I think if they follow you, I would I would jump on it. Lamar Jackson is going to be that first one I'm talking about. I really think he gets back to the MVP type type season, man. He's going in towards like the third round. Um, he probably will not be that way again next year if he plays the way I think he will. I've got a lot of confidence in the Ravens. Um, my second podcast, I was saying I think they have a top five offense. So, of course, I'm going to stick with that. I think. He's going to have a hell of a season. He's got guys to throw the ball to. He's got his running back, uh, J.K. Dobbins, back. You've got Odell. You've got Zay Flowers. You've got Rashard Bateman. Um, you've got Mark Andrews. No, don't. I did not forget about my boy Mark Andrews, even though he wasn't as high on the NFL 100 as I thought he should have been. But he's got weapons. He's got weapons. He's not the only threat to run the ball now, um, even though you know the running backs on the Ravens were good. Gus the Bus, Gus Edwards, he's good. Um Used to hate on him all the time with fantasy reasons, my boy Ty and Eric. But Gus is pretty good, but he's not Dobbins. You've got Dobbins back now. You've got these weapons. Lamar just got to he's got to take what the defense gives him and use that athleticism, man, because he's he's the most most athletic guy I've seen play the game. Um, I mean, he reminds me of Michael Vick, and I think he's he's quicker. I think he's faster. I think he makes people miss better. Um, but this dude, you just can't touch him. He's like smoke. He's like trying to catch smoke, man. You just can't do it. He's going to have a great, great season. And then going into the fourth round, I've got some guys, Joe Burrow, Joey B and Justin Fields, very different quarterbacks here, but both I think are going to be absolutely solid. Um, very, very great guys. So I think either one could finish number one in the league as far as fantasy. Um, Justin Fields is much more of a runner than Joe Burrow which is what you want for fantasy typically. Um, I mean, you can get those rushing yards as a quarterback. It's almost like a cheat code. So if you get some of these guys that run the ball, they can get some rushing touchdowns. Um, it makes up for if they're not as good of a passer, like Justin Fields compared to Joe Burrow. 
So Joe Burrow is a much better pass than Justin Fields, but Fields might finish as a higher fantasy guy because of his rushing ability. So Justin Fields with the Bears, he's got um, DJ Moore now. He's in his second year. And the way, you know, that six, seven, eight, whatever it was, that game stretch last year where Fields kind of just took over the league. I hope we see it, man, because that was fun to watch. It's fun to watch when you got things like that going on, man. Like, it's really, really cool to see him just take over like that. I mean, he looked like Lamar Jackson's MVP year in that in that six, seven game stretch, whatever it was. Um, the Bears were almost much must watch TV. When was the last time we said that for the Bears? <laughs> like, never. I think the Bears have ever been must-watch, maybe going back to the 80s when they had the best defense um, for years. But they haven't been good for quite some time. Bears fans got to be excited about Fields. I'm excited about Fields. I hope I hope he takes off, man. And then Joe Burrow, I think this dude is the, the best young quarterback in the league right now. I think he is better than Mahomes. I do. I think that he's going to show it this year. Um, for those of you, you know, Maybe pressing pause right now, telling me crazy. Maybe even about to stop the video if you didn't stop it already. Burrow is beating Mahomes almost every time they played. I think Mahomes finally got him the other year, but Joe Burrow has his number. Joe Burrow is great, man. I think that his decision making, it reminds me of like Peyton Manning, the way he goes up there, he can read the defense. His decision making is up there with Peyton, man. He's going to be really good. Mahomes, I think, is more talented for sure. But as far as winning, and as far as just a pure thrower of the football, I'm taking Burrow, man. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. I think Burrow can finish one. You've got Chase. You've got Higgins. Um, you've got a couple tight ends that are pretty decent there. And then you've got Joe Mixon still. I think Joe Mixon is still a good running back. But I think that the Bengals have a good offense. And I think Burrow is just great, man. Great, great young player. I think he's going to prove that he he's either the best or second best right behind Mahomes. But I'm going to take Burrow this year, man. I think he's going to be my, uh, I think he's going to be the league MVP. Anyone who follows me on social media, I posted that the other day that Burrow is going to be the MVP. He has the second best odds right behind Mahomes. I think he takes it. I think he takes it this year. He's going to prove just how good he is. I think he's kind of tired of all the noise too. He's made it very, very close his first few years in the league to winning it all already which I think people take that for granted. And because he hasn't won the ring yet, he's not getting as much credit as Mahomes, which is very warranted, right? You got to win it all. You play you play to win the game. You go into each season to win the Super Bowl. However, obviously only one team wins it a year. Sure, you can consider that year a failure if you don't win it. But just because that year was a failure doesn't mean you don't have something to build off of. It doesn't mean that you're not a great player. It doesn't mean that your team... It's a box of rocks just because you don't win the Super Bowl. These guys got a lot to build off. Joe Burrow's got a lot to prove, and I think he's going to show it this year. He's going to be MVP of the league. So if you get someone like that in the fourth round, fantasy quarterback Burrow, that'll be real good. Um, and then going to my last two guys, Deshaun Watson. And this one might surprise a lot of people here. Jordan Love, baby. Let's show him, let's show him some love. Jordan Love from the Packers. I think he could be a steal. He's going after the 10th round. I mean, this dude's like forgotten about end of the draft. He looks great. He looks absolutely great in preseason. He's been fun to watch in preseason. And the Packers have gone from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, now to Jordan Love. So he went from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer, now to Jordan Love. Am I saying Jordan Love's going to be a Hall of Famer? Let's pump the brakes. No, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying we should give this kid some credit. He was a first-round pick. 
He looks great. He's a young dude. I think everyone needs to stop crapping on the Packers. Everyone needs to stop crapping on love. Let's give the kid a chance. And I think he's going to be pretty good. Am I saying you should wait to draft a quarterback all the way to love? That's pretty risky. I do like making risks. I do like making bets. For those of you that bet with me, I do like to lose bets, apparently, because I love an underdog, man. I just always love an underdog. Maybe I will wait to draft love. We'll see. We'll see. But I think he's going to be good, man. I like how he looks. I like his demeanor. He's really not letting you know the media get to him. It seems like in his interviews, the way that he talks, um, he looks like he can handle the pressure from being the next guy up there after Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think he handled all that great. Really, really great. And then back to Deshaun Watson. He's going towards like the eighth or ninth, maybe end of the seventh round. Um, I think that could be one of the bigger steals in the draft as well. Uh, I mean, this is a guy who was a top five dude in the league before all this, this scandal happened with him. Um, we don't need to go into it. I don't think it really deserves any more screen time, radio time. People who don't know what he did, look it up. Not the right thing. He was one of the greater players in the league, though, when he was playing. He's a very, very talented quarterback. He can run the ball. He can throw the ball. If he can get back to any kind of resemblance of what he was before all this, when he was with the Texans, I mean, he was going toe-to-toe with Mahomes in the playoffs, and I think they were up like 24 to nothing. And then they let Mahomes come all the way back. They didn't let him do it. Mahomes did it. He's a stud, man. But this guy can play. And in the Texans, I mean, he he had DeAndre Hopkins, and, and that was it. And his O-line was bad. They were not good. He was just running around like Superman, dude. I mean, he was awesome to watch. I really, really hope he gets back to it. I would love to see the Browns good, man. feel bad for Browns fans, bro. You guys have had a miserable time here for, for quite some time. Reminds me of my Dallas Cowboys. We know misery as well. But Browns fans, I'm rooting for y'all, man. I hope that you guys get to see some great quarterback play for the first time in a long time. And I think Watson can be that guy. I hope I hope he gets back to what it was. It was disappointing we didn't get to see him play in preseason the other night. Um, but he's got some weapons there too, man. you got Amari Cooper. Um, you've got Nick Chubb, who's one of the best running backs in the league, who also gets no love. Nick Chubb is really, really good. Add him to your early round target, man. If you can get Chubb towards the end of the first round, or God forbid he falls to the second, man, someone better take him. He's really good, especially without Kareem Hunt there now. Um, you've got, who else they got? Elijah Moore. And they've got the dude they drafted. I'm blanking on his name, but they've got some pieces around Watson who are good. And I think Watson can get back to where he was, and he'll be a steal. He won't be in the eighth round next year. I guarantee you that. Next year going into fantasy football, Deshaun Watson will not be drafted after the sixth round. He's going to be up there because he's, he's good. I hope he gets back to where he was. I hope he gets back to a top five guy because that'll be fun to watch. And then going into my next segment here, guys, you got rookies and second-year breakouts. And I'm kind of just going to give you some quick hitters here because I've already talked about some of these guys, so I don't really want to dive into each one of them again. So rookies, you've got Bijan Robinson, who we mentioned, I think he could be the number one overall guy. You've got Jameer Gibbs. He's a running back for the Lions. I think that he's going to be great. He's electric, man. He'll be fun to watch. Um, You've got Jackson Smith and Jigba, who I really like out of Seattle. I do not know how good he's going to be, though. I'm very curious for that because there's so many weapons there. 
and you never hope for an injury, you never root for that. Anyone who does, you're a POS, you're a terrible human being. I think the only way Ninjigbo really skyrockets this year if someone goes down, either Metcalf or Lockett, because I think there's just too many guys ahead of him. I think maybe next year, the year after that, he's going to be that dude. But rookie year, I think you might be overdrafting him, but he is going to have a quote-unquote breakout year because this kid's going to have a lot of long touchdowns. He had one almost on Dallas in preseason the other night. I think he got tackled like the one-yard line. He's going to have a lot of big plays. So in that sense, he will be a breakout guy because he is going pretty late. But as far as like a league winner or a top 15 guy, I don't I don't see it this year. But you can get him late. He will be a good player this year. And then someone that I haven't really heard many people at all talking about is Quentin Johnson from the Chargers. I think he is great. Uh, coming out of TCU, he's really, really good. They were talking about him as being one of the better uh, receivers in the draft. Um, and I think he's in a great Great position with the Chargers. Again, we're just talking about how you never root for injuries, but you also kind of base things off of what have happened in the past. You've got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. They're two guys that are often hurt. Usually it's nothing serious. Usually it's like a hamstring, something like that. They do miss some time, and then someone's got to step up. Someone's got to step up behind them, next man up, and that is Quentin Johnson. You've got Justin Herbert there, who is one of the better young quarterbacks in the league, too. Man, the AFC is just loaded, loaded with quarterbacks. It's going to be really cool to watch them this year. NFC, you don't really have that many guys as far as quarterbacks. You've got uh, Jalen Hurts, my boy Dak, got Kirk Cousins, but it's nothing like the AFC, man. I think that um, Herbert is going to take that next step. You've got Kellen Moore there as the offensive coordinator who came from Dallas, very pass-happy dude, uh, young guy, innovative guy. I think he's going to be great for them. They're going to put up a lot of points. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch. So a guy like Quentin Johnson, I think, fell into the right spot, right? We were talking about earlier how people fall into the wrong spot, and that's why they fall in the draft. This guy is going late, but I think he fell in the perfect spot. That guy could be a breakout dude. No one take him. I'm looking at him. Do not, do not draft Quentin Johnson. Those are my guys there for the rookies, though, who I would say keep an eye on. And then second-year guys who I think are going to start to take over the league. Chris Olave from the Saints, Garrett Wilson from the Jets, Drake London on the Falcons, and then my breakout player of the year, George Pickens. George Pickens, baby. 2023 breakout player of the year, George Pickens. I think those four receivers really take over the league, and I think that you see them all ball out for their team. Um, Pickens, to me, is going to be that breakout dude just from how he's looked, and I think a lot of people are underrating Pickett. So that's why I really like him. Wilson is obviously at the top of the draft, man. He's going to be a stud. You can't really call him a breakout because he's going in that second round. But someone like Pickens going towards the sixth or the seventh, that guy, he's going to put up some numbers. I don't think he's going to be better than Garrett Wilson, but he's going to be pretty dang good. Um, Some guys going into this last segment here. So this one I'm calling league, league winners. So this is someone you draft late, you're not really thinking about, um... And they kind of just fall to you late in the round and you get quote unquote lucky and you end up winning the league. So those guys who I think have the potential to be a league winner start out with the Kansas City Chiefs, Kadarius Tony. This dude also seems to be hurt a lot. He already got hurt in preseason, uh, but it looks like he's going to be back for week one. If he can just stay healthy for most of the season, if not the whole season, that'd be awesome to see. 
Kadarius Tony with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's going to be nice. I mean, this dude is just a gadget guy. You put him all over the field. Last year, I mean, he's running back and forth before the ball's even snapped. He's quick. He can catch the ball. Um, Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony is going to be a good player if he can just stay healthy. And he's going late. Usually, like the eighth round or later, Tony's going. Um, that's someone who I think can win you the league down the stretch. Let's say Tony, um, you know, has a hammy, ankle, whatever it is. He misses, you know, spotty the first few weeks, but then he puts a stretch of eight, eight, ten games together going into the end of the year. That's what you're looking for, man. You really want some of these second half guys. Another one, Jamison Williams, wide receiver that came out of Alabama for the Lions. He suspended the first six games. If you can get him late and you can afford to have him ride your bench for six weeks, that's another guy. He's going to come in and dominate the league. I think, man, he's going to be great. That dude is fast. He might be faster than Tyreek Hill. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not calling out Tyreek Hill. Please don't come after me if you somehow hear this podcast, man. But Jamison Williams, he looks fast as hell. He's going to be really good for the Lions. That's another high-flying offense. Lions are going to get a lot of love this year once the season gets going. So I think that's exciting to watch. Everyone's been crapping on the Lions and, you know, it's very warranted for years. But they're going to show you that they're not the same old Lions this year. Um, we just talked about Pickens, so I won't hit him on hit on him again. Another dude who I like is Jahan Dotson on the Commanders. If he was on any other team with a more solid quarterback, this dude would be way higher. This guy is good. This kid is really good. He came out of where was he? Was it TCU? This will be on where Rob is wrong for sure. Forget where he was at, but Dotson is gonna be a good player. Didn't have a ton of targets last year, didn't have a ton of catches. But I think this year he might overtake as their number one target. And I hope he does. Um, every year it seems like the other receiver who I am now blanking on, Terry McLaurin, is going to be a breakout guy, a top 10 guy. And he just never has been. He's a very, very solid guy. Very, very good. Struggled with quarterback play his whole career. But other guys have put it together with less. So I'm kind of not giving him that excuse. And I, I would love to see someone else take over. So I would love to see Dotson take over there. And then my last guy, show us some love to the tight ends here. Someone's got to do it. Tight ends get absolutely no love in fantasy. I think we all kind of do not like the tight end position. I think it's like tight end and kicker are the most hated on. Um, but if you have a good tight end, it's uh, it changes the dynamic of your team just because there's not a lot of good ones left nowadays as far as fantasy is concerned. Because you're looking for the guys with a lot of catches, a lot of yards, some touchdowns. And most of the tight ends nowadays, they're just not like, you know, back in the day when the tight end was a more featured position. But Kyle Pitts out of Atlanta, he's got the skill set to do it, man. The dude had over a thousand yards his rookie year and only one touchdown. And he was a machine at, at Florida. He was a machine in college scoring touchdowns. So I don't know how, how that's possible that he didn't have a lot of touchdowns last year. He only had one his rookie year and they just could not find a way to get him the ball last year. It was infuriating. I had him in my league. If you can't notice my frustration and unhappiness with that, I had him in brokers and boobs. He was part of the reason that I went from first to last. I took a risk on him last year. He was going higher than the fifth. We don't have to talk about where I drafted him. He was up there, and he was a huge disappointment. But if they can get it together and figure out a way to get this guy the ball, because he is a stud. He is so talented, man. He is so good. They just need to find a way to get him the ball. He's only 22. I mean, he's going into his third season in the NFL. The dude's 22. Are you kidding me? Dude was young, 
super young and he's got a chance to be really good so he's going fifth or sixth if he can put it together he's going to be like the travis kelsey he's going to be like the mark andrews the guys that go in the first three rounds right and you can get him in the fifth or sixth that's another value pick if it hits that i think can win you the league because now you separate yourself from all these other guys that don't have a good tight end and you got him in the fifth or sixth which is a very very good value for someone that maybe finishes as the number one tight end in fantasy. Who knows? He's got the talent to do it. Just got to put it together. And he's one of the guys where it's that situation, man. The situation isn't the best for him. He's in a run-first offense. Um, they don't have the greatest quarterback. But, I mean, if you threw him on someone like, God, if you put him in Kansas City, man, it would be freaking over. If you put him with Travis Kelsey or if you put him with Aaron Rodgers, um, Jalen Hurts, man, some of these top quarterbacks in the league, you would see how good – Pitts really is because I kid can play. But again, some of those league winners, guys, you got Tony, Dotson, Pitts, Jamison Williams. If you can hang on and let him sit for six games, which is a lot. I mean, that's almost half of the fantasy season because you don't play the last few games in fantasy. You go into the championship because you try to avoid that last week or last two weeks where everybody sits going into the actual NFL playoffs. Um, so six games is a lot. It's a lot of time for someone to be sitting on your bench basically just burning a hole in your bench as you sit there unless you've got like an IR spot or suspended spot, which you shouldn't. Don't don't reward these guys. Let them sit on their bench. Let them burn up the bench so they have to kind of decide who to drop, make things kind of more difficult on these dudes. Um, and then going into our, our closing here, guys, today, I have two debatable facts for you and i've already mentioned them but i just want to let you guys know most people that actually watch this podcast right now i play fantasy football with y'all so i just gotta let you know guys brokers and boobs i'm not getting last place again that is absolutely not happening i am winning the league again i'm gonna start to create a dynasty you heard me right dynasty two of the last three years rob bryce will have that and then it's about time league of pigskin gentlemen we cannot let ty we cannot let the computer win man whatever it takes we got to make sure the tie does not win and we might as well make sure someone like me can win. So, sorry, I got people staring at me through the thing like I'm some kind of zoo animal. League of Picks and Gentlemen, I'm winning. Brokers and Boobs, I'm winning. Those are Rob's debatable facts. It's happening. Do not take my players, please. Just forget I even recorded this episode. I hope it helps out the rest of you who I'm not in a fantasy league with you. Guys that I'm in, delete this from your memory. Do not take any of my guys. Um, I really want to thank you all again for listening, man. Going into episode four here. This is fun. I can't wait to continue this. I promise I'm going to start talking about other things than football. Uh, I had something planned today to talk about Messi and some other things, not American football. Couldn't do it. Paul Choez, calling you out, my friend. Maybe next time. It's all good. But I promise, guys, I won't just be talking about football on this. I'm going to start talking about basketball. I'm going to start talking about soccer. I'm going to start talking about baseball. Now that I'm back from this vacation, I'm not going out of town. I've got nothing planned to the end of the year. Um, let's start diving into this more football is just the sport. I know the most the sport. I love the most, but also it's, you know, football is king. Like you hear that a lot and it's definitely true. I mean, you watch any talk show during the day, 80% of it, if not more, they're talking about the NFL, um, is definitely relevant. It's coming back, but at the same time, it would be nice to hear about other things. So I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I'm going to talk about other things on this podcast. I promise you will not just be football. But again, guys, thank you so much. I'm excited to continue this. You guys have a great rest of your day, man. See you all next week. Thank you.